This week, the history, the architecture, and the beauty of Savannah, Georgia, a wonderful town that we visited recently, plus some bear safety tips and why does campfire smoke follow you around the campfire? We may finally have a scientific explanation. This is RV Miles. This podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, who makes it easy and fun to simply step outside. That might mean breaking a speed record in a rugged, built-for-fun sonic snow tube, walking an extra block in a warm, weather-resistant down jacket, or just taking a breath on your doorstep before cozying up in a quilted sweatshirt. For however you experience the outdoors, shop clothing and gear at llbean.com. Be an outsider. Welcome to episode 235 of the RV Miles podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, and a whole lot more. I learned something really awesome this morning that I'm very excited to share with you. Okay. Uh, There is actually a scientific reason why campfire smoke follows you around the campfire it is not in your imagination and it is not just pretty people that it follows i'm sorry to say i thought that was the scientific reason that the prettiest person at the campsite gets all of the smoke to even things out is that not no that's oh not so it. that's, a, that's no a societal curse. thing there's oh no. darn but the the reason is so Hot air rises. We all know that, right? Hot air sure does. Um, has something to do with the the density is is less of hot air, right? Because yep. of the molecules are more active or spread out. So hot air rises, and that's why a hot air balloon rises. But that's also why the smoke goes up, right? So the smoke gets caught in that that heat. And smoke is sort of unburnt particles from the fire, mm-hmm. which takes it up into the air. But in order for hot air to rise, something has to fill the space of the hot air that leaves, right? And that's cooler air from the area around the campfire. And that's called the convection effect. So as the heat rises, cooler air from the outside comes in and back up and around and around and around, right? When you sit near a campfire, you're creating a wall that blocks that cooler air from heading back towards the campfire, which creates almost a vacuum between you and the campfire, drawing the warmer air and the smoke toward you. Hmm. So if you're by yourself at a campfire, you kind of have no recourse here. Yeah, you're out of luck. But apparently the best thing that you can do is to evenly space everybody around the campfire so that there's no heavy side where, where most of the smoke gets drawn to. I mean, is that the best thing you can do or is the best thing you can do to have everybody sit on one side while you sit on the other? Well, there are two types of people in this world, Abby. Uh, (laughs) One type that wants everyone else to suffer while they have the best time and one type that wants everybody to have a good time. Question. Or a mediocre time. A mediocre time. (laughs) Question, though. Are you bothered by campfire smoke? Does it bother you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it does. A like if bit. it's when it's coming straight at me, yeah. Really, because I have watched you on numerous occasions stick your whole face 
into it and then just <laughs> I'm not bothered in the way that you are I'm very bothered by it I'm, it's an, it's not my favorite it just sets my allergies off real bad so I thought that was really interesting um, another thing that we wanted to cover as we start the podcast here uh, is a question that we get asked quite often in the RV Miles Facebook group in the America's National Parks Facebook group and it's something that we're not experts on so we had one of our writers Robin Vulcaning go out and uh, search some information on real solid bear safety tips like mm -hmm. what do you actually do when you encounter a bear so lots of information in this article that will be out in a few days it won't be out right when the podcast comes out but it'll be out soon uh and some of the most interesting things that i i gleaned from it were that bear attacks are so incredibly rare uh, especially black bears. There are many more black bears in the country, and black bears have a much wider region than grizzly bears. And black bears and grizzly bears are the two main mm -hmm. bears in, in America, the two only bears other really than polar bears up in Alaska. Um, black bears are smaller, and they act a lot like dogs, kind of. So if you run away from them, they will chase you which is not a good thing. So the thing you want to do is look big and scary and yell at them. And you can even throw rocks and sticks at them and you'll scare them away. The big thing you don't want to do is get between a mother and her cubs, but mm -mm. generally black bear attacks are so, so incredibly rare. Grizzly bear attacks are very, very slightly more common. Um, but I mean, it's slightly there. I mean like 11 per year in North America combined and and about half of those are in canada grizzly bears are mainly up in the high rockies right mm -hmm. so you're going to find them in yellowstone and grand tetons and places like that grizzly bears the advice is a little different uh if a grizzly bear is coming at you and you don't have bear spray uh get on the ground and play dead and oh. hope for the best <laughs> try to be the uh most difficult piece of meat uh you're Stop. not gonna outrun it no not gonna happen don't even think about it. You're not uh, stronger than Use your bag, your backpack to block them. But the best thing you can do in grizzly bear territory is carry bear spray and you want to spray that bear spray the second it starts charging at you. Bear spray creates like a cloud of pepper spray. It's not the same as, as personal defense pepper no. spray. That will not work. Uh, we know how bad bear spray is. Yeah, so if you think, <laughs> oh, it's no way bear spray is going to be able to work unless I'm right up on it. Uh, stay to the end of the show and we will be able to tell you firsthand how that's not true. We have a good bear spray story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so those are the things and and, and you can uh, look in this article and you'll find uh, tips for telling the difference between a black and a grizzly bear as well. Uh, we got our first real uh, experience. We've seen them before, but our first long experience with black bears we talked about it in the great smokies mm -hmm. and it was just wonderful but as long as you stay a real good distance 100 yep. yards or so more uh yeah you use the thumb yeah the thumb method. roll you need to Do be able to roll. cover the animal up with your thumb mm -hmm. and you're far enough away if you can't mm -hmm. you're not far enough away yep. all right we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to talk about our visit to savannah georgia a really really awesome town we'll be right back chances are you've seen them on the road that's because Blue Ox has been designing and manufacturing some of the best towing products 
in the industry. Blue Ox is everywhere, highways, campgrounds, anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Blue Ox produces award-winning tow bars and base plates, plus a full line of weight distributing hitches and a new lineup of adjustable ball mounts. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. All right, we're back and we're here to talk about Savannah, Georgia, which was a really cool experience. We had been wanting to go to Savannah for a while, you know, a great historic town. We really like historic towns and we're kind of on a on a particular leg of our travels right yeah. now that is going through a lot of history along the East Coast. So, And we wanted to go to a ghost town. <laughs> Savannah the... is apparently the most haunted town in America. Yes. I don't know how you uh, measure such things, but... I would guess by the number of buildings that are haunted, the number of times the Travel Channel has been there, <laughs> and also uh, because it's a great marketing tool. You know, one of the coolest things that I found about Savannah is when you go around, there are lots of uh, there are lots of big stones and rocks everywhere, and um, there's some buildings that are built out of giant stones. And because Savannah is a coastal city, mm -hmm. it's actually there's no rock in the area at all and all of that stone is from ships that would come from europe and use stone as ballast and they would come over here and get cotton because cotton was uh the the main cotton market was in savannah georgia and they would unload all of these stones so mm -hmm. savannah is full of these stones that are from all over europe which i think is so cool yeah it really does add to the unique like just landscape of savannah itself so this was a really fun trip for us we were there for about a week and we were able to go into town a few times to explore we had some pretty fantastic weather while we were there and so we're not going to you know give a huge overview of savannah but if you are headed that way here are just a few things we want to suggest to you including one of the nicest RV resorts that we have seen in a very long time. Yes. Now, unfortunately, this wasn't the RV resort that we were staying at. No. So, so we will not be talking about the one we were at. We, the one we were at was <laughs> fine. It wasn't a big no. deal, but it wasn't great. No, it wasn't um, Our fine. friends were staying at one that was just a mile down the road or so mm -hmm. that was fantastic it is called creek fire motor ranch yes and it is just a really nice modern clean rv resort um with just a, a great vibe to it yeah and they know how to do um small sites and when i mean small like close together because what they were doing with each site that i thought was really cool at least the ones that we saw was they were building these walls of almost like shrubbery in between the sites and so what that did is it sort of helped to break up you being right up against your neighbor the sites were still very generous but it was like they you didn't you didn't see your neighbor's sewer 
okay, you didn't, you didn't feel like you were a part of your neighbor's campsite. There was a clear line as to whose is what. And people hate small campsites in general, but whenever you're camping near a city, you want to get as close as possible. It's pretty much unavoidable unless you can get a really good state park in the area. Yeah. But also it was very clean and very, the aesthetic of it, the way it looked was very Savannah. It really was paying attention to the area that it was in. You know, it had a lot of fantastic amenities, amenities you would expect for what you're paying for this campground. Now, that is, again, it's expensive, but I think that when you can talk about a lot of the amenities that were at this park, then I think that helps to offset that cost a little bit. And we're talking fantastic laundry rooms. There was a restaurant on site. You know, there's pools and hot tubs and there's activities. And they're, they do a really good job of if you're going to be at the campsite, you can still feel like you're on vacation and there's things to do. But you also have this jumping off point to Savannah. So we cannot uh, recommend this park enough if you go. It's very, very popular though. So it is one of those that you want to book uh, maybe a little bit further out. It's why we didn't end up there and ended up down the road at the other campground. Now, one of the things that was suggested to us quite a bit um, by people before we went to Savannah was to do the hop on, hop off bus tour. Yes. Now, a lot of cities have these and in some cities they're great and some cities they're not as important to do. Uh, but a lot of people said, oh, no, you have to do it in Savannah. It's just the best way to see the city. And we could not agree more. Slightly expensive yes. for a, a family of five. I think it landed for the day. And this is hop on, hop off with a tour that you could take from the very first stop all the way through to the end. And it took about 45 minutes or so to an hour. You could do that and then hop off, hop on all over the place. But for our family of five, and that included a kid price too, it landed itself somewhere around $130 for the day. But it allowed us access to all of the major stopping points in Savannah without having to drive the truck, without having to find parking or pay for parking for the truck. And the ease of that, plus having a guide to highlight some of the big talking points of Savannah was absolutely fantastic. And if you travel with an RV uh, without a, a, a separate vehicle, mm -hmm. they have RV parking that's easy to access that you can then take the, the bus from there and get around the city. And the city is, because it's such an old city, it's lots of neighborhoods. It's very much yeah. like a grid pattern. Um, it, it's, it, it has all these different squares that are really wonderful to visit. But part of visiting Savannah is seeing all of these old homes that are all over these mm -hmm. neighborhoods. And that would be very hard to do driving around in your own vehicle. Well, and you have to remember too, especially if you're a truck owner, as many of us RVers are, that you're also driving around a city that was created during a time when we were all just, you know, going around with a horse and a buggy They're and skinny a roads. <laughs> yes. So they are not, you know, uh, even for our single rear wheel truck, it, you know, it, it was questionable. And so I can't even imagine in some of those spaces doing it with a dually. So, you know, it for that peace of mind as well, doing, especially if you only have a couple of days in Savannah, 
this is absolutely worth it. And there's several that you can pick from and they all do the exact same thing. They pretty much go to all the same stops and they all cost about the same. So one of the stops on, on the tour or some a place that you can also drive to and there's a parking garage there is the Savannah City Market, mm -hmm. uh, which has been the central city marketplace in Savannah since the 1700s. And it is very much sort of like a walking district with lots of shops and restaurants and goodies like candy stores where they make the candy there and fudge right in mm -hmm. front of you, cookie samples and all that sort of stuff. So we really enjoyed that area quite a bit. And then there's the riverfront area that has a whole lot of restaurants as well, but we found it to be very, very busy. That's a vibe. That's yeah. really a, I think it's like Savannah's Bourbon Street if without some of the things you're going to find on Bourbon Street. It's I think that's their party central. You know, one of the cool things about Savannah is that you can walk around the downtown area with a drink. So if you want to get a really nice cool cocktail, you don't have to stay at that bar. There's kiosks everywhere outside of restaurants that will sell you a drink and you can walk along Savannah and that particular section down on the riverfront that is that seems to be like the really hot spot. Lots of great looking restaurants, but you know, for us, we were like like, uh, we're not here to to party it up this day with the kids. So, you know, we ate and then we just kind of moved on. Yeah. We did have a really good meal that we want to tell you at, about oh, yeah. at, a, at an awesome restaurant that is RV themed. Yeah. Um, there are actually two of them called Trailer Park. One's Trailer Park and the other one's Trailer Park Hitch. And it's spelled T-R-E-Y-L-O-R. -E yes. Trailer Park Hitch was the one that we went to mm -hmm. and uh it's a really neat vibe with lots of cool fun drinks that are like rv park themed yeah and in fact we were so excited to go and eat at this place that we it was a cheat day for us so it was it was gluten it was dairy it was fried chicken and all of that together in what we think is one of those sandwiches you have to get if you go there. And it's called the grilled apple pie with chicken sandwich. So I'm just, I'm going to read this description really quick. It's cheddar cheese, cinnamon roasted apples, crispy applewood bacon, and fried chicken. And it's done like a grilled cheese, like Stop a it. big stringy grilled yeah. cheese. If, so good. If you want to be decadent that's what you want to do and so this was at trailer park hitch mm -hmm. and then at their other restaurant which i know you didn't go to but i did mm -hmm. their pecan pie is unbelievable their pecan pie and then they have another one that's like s'mores themed i think it's almost like deconstructed holy moly so good. I mean, just, just, just go out, just be okay going all out if you go to either one of these restaurants, because it is worth it. As you sort of alluded to, you did a little bit without us. I did. Uh, you went with one of our friends and, and had some fun. We um, did. You, you went to uh, that restaurant. Yes. But you also went on a ghost tour, right? Yes. So I really wanted to do a ghost tour. I'm really fascinated by this particular history of Savannah. So my friend and I, we went, we made a night out of it. We first, uh, we did the ghost tour at the Sorrel 
I believe that's how they said it. I or Sorel, and I'm blanking. It's one of those. I think it's Sorel Weed House. And you could, there's several different tours you can pick from. They're in the evening. Some of them are all ages. Some are uh, 13 and up. But anyway, you pick this. We did this hour-long ghost tour. And this is supposed to be um, quite a famous haunted house in Savannah. Um, the Ghost Hunters or whatever that incredibly popular uh, ghost hunting show on Travel Channel is, they had been to the house and they supposedly were able to actually get um, recording, audio recording of a spirit. So this was kind of part of what this tour was all about. And we had, whether whether or not you believe in the supernatural and this whole aspect of Savannah, it's absolutely worth doing something like this because you're getting a piece of history as well. You're getting an opportunity to see these homes in a different light. And it's just, it's fun. And I I cannot say that I was visited by anyone, but I cannot say that I was not. All I can say is that there was... I could say that about every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, was, there were some really fun and kitschy aspects of this. And then there were some really uncomfortable aspects of this tour as well as some things that had happened especially over in the slave quarters of this home and uh, it it was we had a, a really really enlightened time my friend and I did um, and so I absolutely recommend that it's pretty inexpensive I think it was like $25 for the tour and then but prior to that we went and right next door is one of the coolest bars and it is strictly a bar you have to be 21 and older and they will ID you the minute you come in that door it does not matter if you are there with grandma Jean <laughs> grandma Jean needs to have her ID because they're going to ask for it which I thought was kind of cool um, and it's called the artillery bar and it's it looks like this old 1920s. It's got this like old speakeasy vibe well, about it. We saw the building. Yes, uh, I didn't. I saw the building on the hop off, hop on, hop on, hop off tour. Well, and it's also right by Trailer Park, um, yeah. one of the Trailer Park restaurants. So we, so we walked, had walked past it. it. Yeah, and we but we learned on the bus tour that that building, which is. It's really strange. It's with like, gorgeous. It's gorgeous with like these rounded turret windows and stuff. Was actually a Model T showroom. And the minute you know that, and then you look at that building, you know immediately. Yeah. Yes, I can absolutely see that. That was what it was for. And it has. It's just if you go to you know no other place to get a drink, this is the place you want to go to. Their bar list was out of this world. I mean, they were making some of the most gorgeous cocktails. And so we went, we had a drink and then we went and we did this um, tour. And then we did a few other things afterwards and stayed out way later than we thought we were going to. I think it was somewhere around 1231 o'clock before she dropped me off at the house. Um, but it was such a fun night and I think it's really important to try and experience Savannah at night as well because the city is gorgeous. So to sum it up really Savannah is about the architecture whether you're just looking at it for its architectural history or you're interested in the supernatural aspects of it uh, and 
and really it's about the food and beverage atmosphere. Absolutely. And I can tell you, we will definitely be back to Savannah and there are many more tours, ghost tours that I am looking forward to doing. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll have our fresh tank, black tank segment. Be right back. If you've been thinking about picking up a solo stove, now is the perfect time. During the off season, Solo Stove continues to offer discounts on their popular low smoke fire pits, including our favorite, the Bonfire. RV Miles listeners can save even more money by heading over to rvmiles.com slash solo stove and using the link and promo code. Take advantage of all the discounts to be had before camping season starts and get your solo stove today. RVMiles.com slash solo stove and then click the link and use the promo code to save even more. We are back. It is time to check the level of our tanks. Jason, what is in your black tank this week? Uh, So my black tank is this is from RVBusiness.com and uh, it's basically an article about transporters uh, who are the folks that bring rvs from elkhart indiana area where they're mostly manufactured around the country and uh because of the rising fuel prices a lot of these transporters are very concerned you know they take it they take a a, an rv for a price Mm -hmm. um and it takes them you know several days to get that rv from indiana to california Mm -hmm. that Fuel will go up over that time, um, and uh, and just in general, fuel being so expensive, it's less and less lucrative for right. them to transport RVs. Even though the cost uh, that's being passed on to the customer is going up to transport them, there are just apparently a lot of RVs that are being manufactured in Indiana that are just sitting there waiting to get to dealerships because they can't because there's not enough transporters not only because of the fuel prices but because of a general labor shortage Mm -hmm. overall and the ability of people to buy trucks all that sort of stuff anyway it's very hard to get rvs transported right now which means if you're buying an rv right now you are paying quite the premium uh to have that rv delivered whether you buy that rv directly at a dealership local to you or not doesn't matter you're paying the delivery charge uh even if they've folded it into the price mm-hmm. you're paying whatever they paid for delivery of that rv and usually you're paying it after the fact and and that can come up to thousands of dollars now uh, to get an rv from indiana across the country so would it be for those who could be advisable to maybe try to go and actually go to Elkhart to get yeah, you, you may, the RV themselves. You may save $2,000 mm-hmm. by flying uh, or driving to uh, a dealership near your manufacturer. Uh, you're going to pay the lowest delivery costs when you buy near a manufacturer. That's why a lot of people buy Winnebago motorhomes from, I think it's Lichtson or something that's near... Uh, that's near Winnebago, um, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of dealerships in Elkhart uh, that you can buy from as well. And so a lot of people will will do that. If it's not one thing, it's another these days with getting RVs to dealers. All right, what is in your fresh tank this week? 
My fresh take is this really wild press release that we got. Um, you know, we had a long conversation about this the other night. <laughs> we get lots of press releases about interesting travel-based things, uh, products and stuff that happen around the country. And, and some of them are RV-related and some of them aren't. And you know, some of them we write about, some of them we don't. So this one, uh, what caught my eye was about <laughs> National Donut Day, mm-hmm. uh, which is coming up. I think it's the first weekend in June. It's June 3rd and 4th. um, And Westchester, Ohio area has apparently an 80-mile donut trail. So you've heard about the Whiskey Trail where you can go to different distilleries. Mm -hmm. This is a donut trail where you can go to different different donut restaurants. And get a donut. (laughs) Get a donut. And so that would be something really cool to do on National Donut Day or any other day. But this is where the press release gets a little weird. (laughs) This is where the press release gets amazing, in my opinion. Uh, The the Butler County Donut Trail is collaborating with IKEA. Naturally. There's an IKEA nearby. To offer a limited edition IKEA-inspired meatball donut. Where has this been? If you've been to IKEA, you know that uh, one of the features is the restaurant serves Swedish meatballs. Yeah. So there, what (laughs) basically this is is uh, a a a pretty standard donut Mm -hmm. uh, with lingonberry jam on it, Uh which is what you get served with Swedish meatballs and a Swedish meatball on top, or a plant based. (laughs) Swedish meatball because these donuts should be for any anyone and they're giving them them away for free at this at the this Ikea but my biggest (laughs) question at the end of all of this is do you think other Ikeas across the country are going to be doing this as well no it's just this one but here's the breaking my heart here but the thing that uh is really interesting to me is the donut trail and they this is what the blurb about it highlighting local artisan donut shops the Butler County Donut Trail encompasses 13 mom and pop donut shops Visitors can experience the Butler County Donut Trail by collecting stamps on an official passport. And once fully complete, each passport can be redeemed for a complimentary official Donut Trail t-shirt. I love a challenge that requires me to get a stamp. I mean, that's like when we were at Epcot and the, the art festival was going on and they would give you the passport book and every time you went to a different food kiosk, if you got the thing in the book, you got it stamped, I was like, I don't even care if I'm not going to like this. I'm just going to get it because I want the stamp. So this is, so many things are being ticked off for me right now on this trail. When are we going to Ohio? Let's go. All right, let's go. We got to get there before June 3rd. <laughs> All right, what is in your black tank this weekend? Okay, as promised... Here comes the bear spray story, courtesy <sighs> of... Unfortunately, this is about me. Uh, yep, I bet you all knew the minute we were going to start that th- this was a Jason Epperson-fueled story. So a few weeks ago, um, this was post, or you were, you were getting... You had. I was you were still. Heal- I was still recovering from pneumonia. Yeah, so he's still recovering from pneumonia. It's a... a fairly new diagnosis and he's in the bedroom and he has decided that um he wants to contribute because he's been you know in bed for so many days and I'm out in the kitchen I'm washing the dishes kids are all over the house in various rooms and 
he's in our room and he's going to make our bed. And on his side of the bed, we both have sort of like these multi-magazine rack, um, magazine holders where they have different pockets and stuff. You can they're put, from Ikea. They're from Ikea. And you can put different things into them. And so on his side, he's got just anything and everything. And one of the things he has over there is our bear spray. And it's always been just really nicely, securely kept in one of its own little areas. We've had this bear spray now since for like over two years. Um, he's in the bedroom and then he comes out and he goes, uh, I think, I, I think maybe the bear spray activated. I'm not sure how it happened, but I think I activated the bear spray and he, I go, really? And as soon as now, and bear in mind, like, you know, our bedroom is all the way in the back and I'm, you know, in the kind of the middle section here in the kitchen. And it, as long as it took him to say that sentence, I started choking. Everyone started coughing and choking. And, and now let me tell you. So the, the apparently the safety had fallen off, mm-hmm. and my ankle hit it bumped into it. Yes, it sprayed. It went a, a third of a second. Not, I mean, nothing. I mean, nothing. so uh, very in, little. In that time, it came into the air and it moved through the house. Two of our kids are up in their loft space. They start coughing. They're like, what is, they can't, no one can get a sentence out. And I'm like, Every, it's it's 10 o'clock at night, okay? We had, we were all getting ready for bed. It might even be in a little later than that. We and had I, pajamas on. We, I'm like, everybody outside, everybody outside. So we're all running outside. I am shoving Jason out because I don't even want him in here because it's, it's making us all cough. And if you think bear spray, does not work. We are here to tell you it works. It feels like your chest is burning. It feels like your throat is closing. Your eyes burn. It is awful. It is awful. It, and I am trying to come in. I've, I've got a mask on. I've got a towel over the mask. I'm trying to turn all the air conditioners on, open all the windows, get the vent open, all, everything, trying to get the smell out of here. And you couldn't do it all at once. We'd have to do a couple things and then we'd have to go outside and get some air and then come back in and try to do it again. It took over an hour for that to that, finally... Just that little of, of bear spray. <laughs> I didn't know away. whether to laugh, cry. <laughs> I was just... It now, was sort of like listen, the cherry on top of the most insane week in Charlotte. So the lesson for me from that, though, is... That bear spray <laughs> should not be by your bed. <laughs> do not think that you're going to use it as like a personal safety device no. for like an intruder into your no. RV. No. Bad idea. <laughs> Such a bad idea. Bear spray should only ever be used outdoors. Outdoors <laughs> for a bear. Because it creates a cloud. It doesn't create like a stream like, no, like, like pepper a pepper spray, spray would. Yeah. It creates a cloud that the bear doesn't want to walk through. This was. It was insane. It was it, bad. It was so bad. And it just, I mean, I guess, I guess we just tested it. Now every, you know, we can share. It works. It works. It works. Let's never do that again, though. Okay. <laughs> what is in your fresh tank this week? Uh, so my fresh tank goes to this campground and any other campground uh, across the country that's doing this and, uh, We'll talk more about this campground when we review the D.C. area, but I just wanted to give it a little bit of a shout out because not only do they have really great uh, trash receptacles everywhere, 
in this campground. Yeah, which is rare because a lot of campgrounds, it's like, oh, there's one dumpster that's all the way in the corner of the 300 site campground. Sometimes I literally get my 10,000 steps in in a day just walking one bag of trash. But this one, there's trash literally on every row of RVs. There's a trash at the end of it. But that's not necessarily why I'm fresh tanking it. What I'm fresh tanking it for is that also each one has two blue recycling bins. And it very clearly says, here's what we can recycle. And I would really like to encourage campgrounds that if you have the means in that community to have recycling as an option, please start including recycling near your trash receptacles because campers want it. It's so rare. But I am telling you, campers want it. We want it. And I think the biggest reason why campgrounds don't do it is I think a lot of people, they just end up throwing their trash in the recycling. But the way they have it split up here, Mm -hmm. where they've got the trash in the middle that looks totally different. Like where you put trash. And there's always trash next to the recycling. Mm -hmm. When you have just two dumpsters and one is trash and one is recycling. It's confusing. People just walk up to it and they're both green and one just says recycling on it. But these are the big blue bends. And we all recognize that blue is a a color for recycling when it comes to trash. You recognize that. Your eye sees it. And I think that it is, you know, we can, we can all argue it till the end of days, what happens to the recycling when it actually leaves the campground. I, I know, I understand, but I think that this is imperative that we try to do the best we can with what we have. And so I would very much encourage more and more campgrounds to please make recycling an option because campers really do want it. And so uh, thank you to this campground. This is Cherry Hill in the DC area. They're getting my fresh tank this week uh, just because they have at least 20 different recycling bins all over this campground. We'll talk a lot about this park when Mm -hmm. we talk about DC, but it just in general, a really best, best run campground we've been to. In a long time. Yeah. In a very, very long time. So, uh, and uh, gave us a lot of food for thought uh, because we often are very fortunate to be able to speak to individuals who will contact us and want to know as they're building a park, what is, what can we do? What, what do you like? What do campers look for? What is, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so we are always appreciative when we're able to come into a park and, uh, have this kind of experience so that we can share that with others who also want to do well for their campers. All right. That's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. That is it. And hey, I just want to let everyone know that, especially now as we're getting into the official kickoff to camping season is just here like a week or so away as we roll into the Memorial Day holiday. And if you're going to be doing a lot of camping this summer and you would like to support RV Miles or show your love for what we do over here or the news that we do every week or the website or the social medias, whatever that is, you can get your own RV Miles merchandise like what I'm wearing today, not like what Jason's wearing because that doesn't belong to oh, RV Miles. But Jason's is from Target, but mine has maybe, possibly, the soon-to-go-away RV Miles logo it's on it. It's still going to be the alternate logo. Well, you know, so you want to get the OG while you can. So you Vintage. should... Yeah, vintage. <laughs> wow, we are vintage at this point. So you can just go to merch.rvmiles.com and that will take you right to our store. And if you put in the promo code RVMILES, all caps, all one word, 
you're also going to save 10% off of anything that you purchase. And then whatever you purchase there does go to help support what we do here. So thank you very much for doing that. And then of course, if you purchase anything or you've already purchased something, we would love to see it across social media. We would love to see a picture of you wearing your RV Miles gear. We want to see it at the campground. We see a lot of those KYD hats. Let's see some. Well, (laughs) you know what? And those KYD hats are so nice. They are. Whoever they work with, they work with, yeah, their hats are so nice. They're doing incredibly beautiful hats. We're getting offers to do plushies. That's that's the difference. Okay, that's the difference between those two who are amazing at what they do and Jason and Abby. <laughs> KYD ball hats, plushies. <laughs> so. hey, I want a plushie. <laughs> you and me. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that yet. I got to look into it a little bit more. So anyway, uh, of course, if you want to talk to Jason and I, the best place to find us is over at the RV Miles Facebook group. And we have such a great time over there with over 11,000 friends. So please come and join us there. Until next week, thank you so much for watching. Uh, Enjoy this warm weather that's coming up. The summer is almost here. And keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye.